Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, December 18th. Coming up, polls show that a majority of Kansans support legalizing marijuana, but Kansas Senate President Ty Masterson argues that the polls get it wrong. We say medical, but it's really recreational. Well, the poll said recreational marijuana favored by seven of 10 Kansans. Again, you you answer that. If you look at that question, I think uh, most people would answer yes, but they don't know what they're actually saying yes to. So where does that leave prospects for legalizing even medical marijuana in the Sunflower State? We'll find out. But first, our weekly look at the top government and politics stories on both sides of the state line. The Kansas Supreme Court has ruled that a lower court wrongly threw out a lawsuit challenging a confusing voting law. As Kaylin Moore, the Kansas News Service reports, the law, which banned impersonation of an election official, led to advocacy groups canceling voter registration drives. The 2021 law makes impersonating an election official a felony in Kansas. Voting advocates sued, saying the law is so vague that it could criminalize their voter education efforts. Davis Hammett is president of the group Loudlight, one of the organizations suing. He says the law restricts the fundamental rights of Kansans who help others get politically engaged. And we've had to stop it, stop doing voter registration because of this law. So there are thousands and thousands of Kansans who, you know, we would have been able to register to vote, help them get engaged in the process who aren't. An appeals court previously said Hammett and others didn't have standing to sue. The Supreme Court reversed that and sent the case back to the appeals court for more review. A Missouri lawmaker from St. Louis County has ended her campaign to become Missouri's next attorney general. Representative Sarah Unsicker, a Democrat from Shrewsbury, was recently pulled from her committee assignments in the Missouri House due to her association with an accused Holocaust denier. Some have called for her to be expelled from the Democratic caucus entirely. Unsicker cited a broken political system with, quote, manipulation of the media surrounding my professional and personal relationships, unquote, as an example. That leaves Elad Gross, who unsuccessfully ran for AG four years ago as the only declared Democratic candidate in the race. The Republican primary is expected to be a contentious contest between incumbent Andrew Bailey and former federal prosecutor Will Scharf. Last week, Kansas Governor Laura Kelly rolled out what she called a revenue-neutral plan to expand Medicaid in the state, which is one of only 10 states that still don't accept that extra federal help covering health care costs for low-income people. But in Missouri, where voters expanded the Medicaid program three years ago, lawmakers will have to reauthorize a critical tax next year to keep that funding flowing. As Jason Rosenbaum reports, one Kansas City area lawmaker expects a bumpy ride to get it passed. After legislators return to Jefferson City in January, they'll need to pass a bill reauthorizing what's known as the Federal Reimbursement Allowance. That's a tax that hospitals place on themselves in order to draw down federal money to pay for the state's Medicaid program. State Representative Carrie Ingle says preserving the FRA will be a big priority in 2024. But the Lee's Summit Democrat noted that lawmakers had issues passing a reauthorization several years ago. There are a lot of concerns about our ability to get that through this next year as well. Ingle says she wouldn't be surprised if legislators had to go into special session to get the FRA done. Missouri's regular legislative session starts January 3rd. We'll be right back.
This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. Ty Masterson begins his fourth session as president of the Kansas Senate next month. It's a powerful leadership position, and the Republican has often found himself going head-to-head with Democratic Governor Laura Kelly. He's also taking on a national profile as the incoming chairman of the American Legislative Exchange Council, or ALEC, which crafts conservative legislation adopted by many states. Also, perhaps more than any other Kansan, he's stood in the way of legalizing marijuana in the state for medical or any other purposes. Recently, he spoke with Steve Kraske on KCUR's talk show Up to Date about his opposition, along with other issues he hopes to address in the legislative session ahead. Here's part of their conversation. Well, you're the president of a Kansas State Senate. Why did you want that job? How much do you enjoy it? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I'm not even sure wants the right word, but it felt <laughs> like the, the the role. I wanted to be productive, you know. For uh, you know, I have six children, and I'm concerned about the next generation. And I want, you know, I want Kansas on the right trajectory. So, uh, and at the time, it uh, felt like the right right place to go. Is the job what you thought it was going to be? You know, I think it's like most things in life. There's things you really enjoy about it, things you don't. Right? There's things you expected and things you didn't. Uh, it's usually it was the little things I didn't expect. You know, they wanted me to decide what color the sergeant of arms jackets were. And I thought, why are you even asking me this? I, just, I said, go ask Don what color jacket he wants to wear. Right. Said, well, we'll go with that. So, uh, But, the, you know, the, it's, it's life is about relationships, and the legislature is very much about that. So it's the most people who are elected are pretty much type A. So you've got a lot of uh, bold people in a room trying to make some uh, difficult decisions. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- those parts can be difficult, but um, I think that's – uh, I feel, lack of a better term, I feel like God called me to be there and manage those relationships. Remind me what special authority comes with being the, the president of a Kansas State Senate. So uh, it's not unlike what typically, I know you, Steve, have been involved in politics or at least around it for a long time. The president of the Senate in Kansas is very much like the Speaker of the House. You, you pretty much decide most everything. You decide who's on what committee, who chairs it, who vice chairs it, where you sit, uh, where your office is, those type of things. And then you're, you're deciding deciding what, you know, just the whole agenda and how that works. I have a good majority leader to work with and a good vice president as well. So, uh, but for the most part, uh, there's there's not much you're not in charge of in that seat. Let's turn to marijuana. Uh, It's another popular idea. Again, the polls show that 70% of Kansans in the Kansas Speak survey say they want it legalized. Why not? Again, it goes to, you know, you're thinking, you're thinking of the palliative care, you know, um, the well, other poor, folks poor, who just want to enjoy it. Oh, no, that's recreational, though, right? And recreational was not uh, addressed as a majority, right? So we, we then maybe that's to your point, right? It's, we say medical, but it's really recreational. Well, the poll said recreational marijuana yeah. favored by seven of 10 Kansas. Again, you, you answer that. If you look at that question, I think uh, most people would answer yes, but they don't know what they're actually saying yes to. Look at Oklahoma. 
right? So they, that came by proposition. You know, medical marijuana came in by proposition. They now are overgrown by 98%. I spoke to their AG and to the DA guy. 1.8% of their production fills every medical card in Oklahoma. And now you have you have farms being bought with cash. You have Colombian, Russian, Chinese gangs. You have kids, you know, you know getting a hold of that. We've been that in Wichita because uh, we're, we're close down there. We're just in the news cycle the last few months, there's been kids that have just been, uh, you know, they've been getting a hold of edibles and getting themselves in a really bad. So condition. even know to medical marijuana. Yes, yes, right. Okay. So it's 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 a it's it's a door. Now it's here's where I would say I'm actually open to true medical marijuana or to palliative care or those. I, I am open to that. I am not saying no. I'm just saying we don't have any real studies on dosage and and uh, distribution because you don't. You know, where else do you smoke medicine, right? I mean, you don't. You don't, right? I mean, so it's, it's, um, if it truly is, I'm a believer there is a medical benefit in that plant. I have no problem with that. It's just how it's been done across the country uh, has not been helpful. Matter of fact, what happened in Oklahoma actually hurt. I put a Fed and State committee together my second year, and I truly tried to find out what is the middle. Half that committee was for. Half the committee was against. The vice chair was for. The chairman was was against. But I and I had them. I had the debate. Bring everybody in. I want to know. And by the time they had all their hearings, two of the four flipped to no, and they tabled the whole bill. Matter of fact, everybody thought I told them to do it, but I didn't. It was truly I was trying to look at the subject matter, say, hey, take in the information and tell me. And, it, and it, some of that was just about the way the bill, that particular bill, was written. There's probably a bill. Uh, that deals with you know you know dosage and research and I mean I, I'd, I'd take a pilot program you, you know, we need to know more. Another priority of the governor's is to increase funding for special education. As you know, the Kansas State Board of Education voted unanimously for a four-year plan to raise state funding for special ed by nearly ninety million dollars. The argument is that the legislature is not meeting current state law in terms of funding requirements. How high of a priority is this for you? Well. Getting to the the truth is a very very high priority. I mean that's been part of our problem for the last thirty years. You know, with you have the the state school board versus the legislature. It's like you know they. It's like how would you vote for me to give you a raise, right? I mean, right. I mean, it's like they don't control. I asked, matter of fact, they're I not the controlling the purse strings. You are the person. Matter of fact, yeah. I asked the chairman. I said, how about we just give you taxing authority? Oh no, nope, don't want to do that. I said, right, because you have to be accountable on the backside of that, and so. Here, here's the deal on, on, on special ed. It, notwithstanding, we've had a couple of studies here recently that show the money going for at-risk and some of this is not reaching the at-risk kids. It's just a way to backfill the ledger. Even with, there, there's layers here, right? So uh, special education funding, right? You've got the feds that are down, they're funding 12% of what they're supposed to do, right? It's supposed to be a federal program. The state is complying with, for those that care about the Gannon lawsuit and the Gannon, that you had Montoy Gannon, is currently complying with Gannon on special ed funding. And then the next year, our formula is so flawed, we actually have half these schools that are getting more than the, than the statutory 92% and then half getting less. And so we're only looking at the half getting less and trying to say, well, we need to raise this over here. Well, the truth is we need to right the ship. Yeah. Right, we need to make it correct because, but you have schools that are getting over oh, some 150 uh, yeah. percent of excess costs. So the 
the funding formula is flawed. We are currently meeting the obligation through Gannon. It's those are all of those things. You know, you know this is we're moving into the 2024 election cycle, and they believe that Medicaid expansion, uh, special ed funding are all are good issues for them in the, in the political world, and so that's why they're becoming not because they're necessary, not because they're right, but because it's politically okay. politically uh, viable for them. That was Kansas Senate President Ty Masterson, a Republican from Andover. He spoke with KCUR's Steve Kraske. You can hear the entire interview from up to date online at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, you can visit kcur.org. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you.